You're listening to the podcast of the Biopharmaceutical Section of the American Statistical Association. Greetings once again, fellow statisticians. I'm Richard Zink, and welcome to the show. The topic for episode 30 is the Women in Statistics and Data Science Conference. Donna Lalonde, Daylene Stangle, and Jai Young Sun discuss the origins of the conference and share what attendees can expect at the meeting this fall. If you aren't aware, the Women in Statistics and Data Science Conference takes place October 20th through the 22nd in Charlotte, North Carolina. And just a reminder, if you have a topic that you think would make for an interesting episode of the Biopharmaceutical Section podcast, please get in touch with me at richard.zinc at jmp.com. That's richard.zinc at jmp.com, and that's zinc with a K. Now, without further ado, let's start the show. Today we're discussing the, the 2016 Women in Statistics and Data Science Conference, and this will take place October 20th through the 22nd in Charlotte, North Carolina. Speaking with me today are Donna Lalonde, Director of Strategic Initiatives and Outreach at the American Statistical Association, Daylene Stangle, Professor of Statistics at Duke University, and Chair of the ASA Committee on Women in Statistics, and an old pro, uh, Jai Young Sun, uh, Professor of Epidemiology and Biostatistics, and the president of the Caucus for Women in Statistics. Thanks all for being here. Thank you. Thank you, Richard. Well, 2016 marks the second occasion of this biennial conference, uh, the first of which took place in Cary, North Carolina in May of 2014. Can you give us some background on this conference and describe to us how it came about? I guess most succinctly, it came out of what I would label conference envy, um, women in computer science and tech began the Grace Hopper Conference back in 1994. And back then, the lines between computer science and statistics were much more delineated than today. But with the encouragement of female computer science professors at Duke, I attended several Grace Hopper Conferences. And each time coming home from the Grace Hopper Conference, I just I felt energized in a way that I didn't feel at other conferences. Then... Also, Amanda Goldbeck, who was the head of the Caucus of Women in Statistics, approached me as she was enthralled with a conference for astronomers that showcased the work of women. And so we decided to submit an ASA strategic initiative grant to cover the cost of a planning meeting for our own conference for women in statistics. So ASA gave us around $10,000 to kickstart celebrating women in statistics, and you gave us another 20000 um, and indirectly gave us much more in terms of faculty time. And so it was really from those initiatives that our conference sprouted. How large was the first conference in Cary, and what size are you planning for this year? So the, the first conference had just short of 300 participants, and this time we're going to shoot for around 500. 
Over 20 years, the Grace Hopper Conference has grown from about 300, the same size as ours was last time, to over 12,000 annually. And while we don't want to get that large, um, but longer term, we're thinking about 750 would allow us to do some growing, but it also keep the conference true to its goals. Uh, are there plans to make this an annual event, a computer science conference that you're referring to? Is that an annual event as well? Yeah, the, the Grace Hopper is an annual event. I'm not sure we'll ever go to every year. Um, I kind of like the every other year, but we'll just have to see how it goes and how it grows and, and what what people feel they need down the road. I might say, Richard, that uh, this is Donna, for, um, and I've just really enjoyed being able to to uh, collaborate with my colleagues and work on this conference, so um, probably in my heart of hearts, I I hope for annual just because it's been so much fun. So, well, who is this meeting designed for? Is this a obviously it's a meeting for women, but is is it focused on any one particular area or one particular uh, focus area for statistics, uh, industry, academia, uh, students? Uh, who is this meeting for? The meeting is designed specifically for women. Of course, it's a conference for women. And for women in statistics, they're all biostatistics and data science. In all career stages, from undergrad to senior leaders, in all sectors, such as academia, industry, and government. However, anyone can register for this conference before we reach the limit of 500 participants. And I, I would like to add and emphasize that we really do want women from all sectors, academics, industry, and government. That's been something that's been really important as we set up the program um, that we're offering sessions that really meet the needs of women in all, all areas. I know you have only one past conference to speak to, but how was the attendance as far as students? Last time it was about a third students. Oh, that's fantastic. I think I think Grace Hopper has grown to to be almost half students, and we would really like to keep it a, about a third. But we'll, we'll again, we'll see what, how how things develop. I I would just like to add that what's really exciting to me is is that obviously we're reaching out to the grad students, but um, I'm excited that uh, some undergraduate students um, are will be participating. So I think it's that. That's a really, it's a great opportunity for undergrads to be introduced to the profession. Very good. And, and how are the undergrad students participating? Well, just anecdotally, I know that um, some of the faculty who will be attending have encouraged their, their students to submit posters. So we'll have at least some representation in the poster session, but I think that there will be additional representation just as attendees. Yeah, uh, so far I have heard from several faculty and they said they're bringing with them their own students. We don't have exact count at the moment, but there will be substantial amount. Well, given the diversity of the audience in terms of the industries and uh, statistical topics that can be presented, how how will the meeting be organized? We decided to uh, approach it um, based on the career stages and that we felt would be represented at the conference. So for the personal skills and professional skills presentations, um, we'll try to have in each 
succession, um, uh, something for early career, mid-career, and late career. And and then, of course, the technical talks will also be included in, in each of the sessions. And our goal there will be to make sure that um, we don't put uh, talks in competition with each other that, that we suspect will be of like interest to participants. So we'll do our best to make sure that that folks can um, that that folks have a choice that uh, reflects their interest and that they don't feel like they uh, are going to miss out on one session over another session. So is this uh, primarily two days of parallel sessions? Um, it's it's actually uh, two two full days, um, but the formal conference does begin on Thursday afternoon, uh, and so we will have presentations in the afternoon. Uh, concurrent sessions in the afternoon on Thursday. What is unique about the Women in Statistics and Data Science Conference compared to other statistical meetings? Well, when when you go to the joint statistical meetings and other statistics meetings, sort of you're met with these large posters of the keynote speakers, and you watch who's giving invited talks, and and watch who's holding the microphone, asking questions from the audience. And the message is sometimes quite subtle and other times quite strong that women don't really share the same stature as the men. Um, mm -hmm. We sort of are welcomed and rewarded for our service to the profession, but we're not yet seen quite as the intellectual equals, I think, either by awards committee or by ourselves. And we're not quite as comfortable being as vocal as are the men. And so I think many of us are searching for the I belong here message. And so the Women in Statistics and Data Science Conference, our aim is that every woman feel that they belong, not only that they're welcome, but that they are truly valued for whatever skills they bring to the profession so that we can get the marginality women often experience eliminated. And we want to mm -hmm. see the benefits that we see in single-sex schools for girls brought, brought to everyone. Uh, I just add that what Darlene said is exactly true, and uh, women do bring in tremendous resources and the contribution to the field, but all of them are facing unique challenges because of their gender or ethnic background and other uh, social responsibilities which are different from other population. So this conference will tailor toward them and we'll celebrate women in statistics and data science, just like YouTube. They have to celebrate women in those different scientific areas and feature both junior women and senior leaders who can share their extraordinary experiences in their career developments and also exchange ideas. And also they have, we do have extraordinary expertise in the forefront of statistics and data science. So that's a very special conference. So recently in the, uh, the Amstat News, there was a survey that took place that uh, summarized the role of women uh, in their participation in terms of awards, journal editorships, and so on uh, within the ASA. How will the results of that survey inform the program? Are there going to be uh, specific sessions uh, devoted to that survey or talking about where there's more work to do in uh, making things more equitable within the ASA? I mean, there there will be sessions on 
what do we do to sort of counteract some of the implicit biases that are going on that keep women from reaching those positions? We probably, that, that survey directly won't be a topic of, of conversation, but a lot of, the, a lot of the sort of professional development sessions that we'll talk about a little bit later um, will target some of that. How is it that we get our voices out there and get women in those leadership positions? And I guess I would add that, that we are certainly going to have well-represented women who have been in, uh, have been or are in leadership positions in, in the ASA, including a, a president's panel. So, so I think that, that that will be inspirational to the young women who, who participate to see these very successful women, um, both in their, uh, their careers and then in their service to the profession through work in the ASA. Let me add that this is a very, very uh, interesting question, and I wasn't thinking about it, but I was actually at another session at my university yesterday called an action item. So it was from a different society. So in that society, they require that the president had to be a woman every third year. So we don't have any of those requirements. And for any of the awards or leadership positions, that might be something we can talk about at this conference. Yeah, I guess in terms of ASA president, we're not having any problem at all. We're, you know, we've been really successful in terms of getting women into the the president's position. It's more into the awards that acknowledge research um, and intellectual contributions that. I think is where we really would like to see some progress. Well, maybe some uh, ideas will be generated. I mean, last last conference. time, yeah, last time we went after Grace Wobbin. This time we've got Ben Yu as a, a keynote speaker. I mean, you can't you can't get better than that. And so mm-hmm. I think as we showcase these women and as the young young women get to see them very early in their careers, um, that it will hopefully be very inspirational and and help things move along. Is there a theme for this year's conference? And uh, have you identified any plenary speakers? We, we brainstormed a lot on this one, but over several weeks we didn't feel like we could really improve on the theme of the last one, so we went ahead and are, are calling this one Know Your Power Too, um, because it just it's so encapsulates what we want to do with this conference. It's just too good that we weren't able to improve on it. And there will there'll be sub themes of knowledge, influence, and community, and those all will be reflected in the the keynotes that we have that I think Don is going to talk about a little bit later. Well, what can attendees of the conference expect? I will address on the technical side of the conference the uh, technical research tour will address modern methodological and computational development in cutting-edge statistics and big data. So in addition to more than 114, maybe 117 contributed posters, and you can see some of those themes from the following sample of invited topics, such as big data and grant challenges in federal statistic agencies by Wendy Martini beautiful, effective, interactive graphics by Di Cook, advancing omics data analysis, chaired by Sasmita Data, with speakers such as Shi Hong Ling, Rebecca Dorch. We'll also have a fusion learning that will combine data and inferences 
from diverse platforms. There will be also machine learning and crowdsourcing, which is at the interface of statistics and computer science, and also text mining, classification, and the talks from Google's on Google Analytics, big data trends, images, and the text classification. On, on the career development side, there's going to, they're going to be covered in several sessions and several short courses. Um, there's going to be talks and panels on leadership, negotiation, and communication, um, and then two short courses. Examples from the talks and panels include sections on attacking implicit bias, engaging the media, building your personal brand, and things like that. And then Donna is going to fill you in about the short courses. Yes, and so the short courses is something that's a, a new addition to the conference. It, it, the previous conference didn't have short courses, so these are optional and will be on Thursday morning. And we um, are testing the waters with, with two offerings. One is technical on uh, reproducible science, so uh, exploring data carpentry and, and the uh, tools for making science more reproducible. Um, and the other is on presentation, uh, especially focused on uh, statisticians and data scientists often have to make presentations to audiences that are not technical. So this is, this is really uh, crafting your message um, and working on skills to be able to make uh, presentations to diverse audience. So we're pretty excited about having those two opportunities available. Uh, I'll add that we will also have a workshop on empowering women with self-defense skills using R. With R, the software package? Uh, there will be a lot of things with R, a lot of things with the interface, the data wrangling, and the different stuff. Very interesting. Right, and and actually that that theme is going to begin with the the uh, um, technical uh, short course that I spoke about. Will also focus on um, R for illustrating the key concepts of data carpentry. It's interesting. I've never heard the uh, the data carpentry um, terminology before. Yeah, it, it, and so we're excited because it's really timely with um, the discussion uh, now about reproducible research, and um, so that's so so we feel like. This will this will be very beneficial as an opportunity. And then I guess I should mention you asked about the plenary speakers, and, and in fact we have a dynamite set of speakers. We have Cynthia Clark, Stacy Lindborg, Wendy Martinez, and Ben Yu. And so we're we're really fortunate to have women of of their caliber to to participate, as well as reflecting the various sectors. And so I think. That that we've done a um, it, it was obviously really important to us to to do the outreach to make sure that all of the sectors were represented and and that is true in the keynotes as well. Can you give us a a, a little summary of what the uh, the individual keynotes uh, will focus on? I don't have specific titles for uh, the for all of the keynotes, but I can I can say that each of the speakers I think will. Tell, share about their career paths so but uh, so that participants can appreciate um, that there's no single single path, but also share um, their uh, research and, and area of technical expertise as well so so really each of the keynotes will reflect the concurrent sessions um, that are both opportunities in personal and professional skills development and technical skills. 
I know some of them, and uh, Wendy Martinez will be on big data and the grand challenges in federal statistical agencies because she is from government. And Bing Yi will reflect her research areas that will be from university, and the other two will be reflecting from industry and other sectors. Very good. So we talked uh, a bit about uh, the technical uh, short courses, um, some presentation skills. Will there be any anything regarding career services at the conference? I'm not sure what you mean by career services. Will there be a job fair, you mean? Yeah, or? yeah I guess job fair, interviewing, uh, those kinds of things. For, for this time around, there won't. That's definitely something I want to get added into this. It's probably one of the most successful things about the Grace Hopper Conference. But at this time, we're still sort of getting our feet wet um, with just getting the conference rolling. So that probably will not happen until next time. Although we don't have a formal uh, career services, but we have a lot of leaders among the speakers. And uh, I recall one of the uh, leaders, she's currently a provost in her university. She said she wants to talk to women and encourage women to go to her university. I think that was CMU. So this is a great opportunity that everyone comes, you know the people, get into the community, and there will be networking. And although it's not a formal career service, but I think it's a very important channel to be on the uh, platform in the forefront of the science and also career path. To add to that, we'll have exhibit we'll have exhibitors as well, and so I think there's again opportunities to um, interact with uh, exhibitors and so informal career networking opportunities there. Now you mentioned uh, a poster session earlier. Is this uh, more of the traditional posters, or these e-posters, or the uh, the five-minute posters that the the ASA has uh, added to JSM in recent years? Yes, we are going to do the speed sessions. We were all um, okay. in, intrigued with the opportunity to to allow folks uh, the uh, the chance to give their elevator pitches as well as uh, display their posters. They will be electronic, so um, but but there will be uh, oral presentations associated with the posters. And we've talked about uh, all of the the work aspects. Are there any uh, social activities planned at the conference? Well, there will be opportunities to, to get together at breakfast and lunch times for discussions around particular topics, as well as we all end the conference with a large gala dinner that's always a lot of fun and a great a great social event. And we'll have a, an opening reception and um, a reception around uh, one of the, e- the second evening's poster sessions, so uh, definitely opportunities to socializes as well as enjoy the the science. Now, it would uh, be remiss of me not to bring this up. Within North Carolina and the rest of the world, there's been a lot of attention of the recent passing of the HB2 law. And in response to this, the ASA has recently released a statement uh, on its website. And this statement reads, in response to recent laws passed in North Carolina and Mississippi, The ASA Board of Directors on April 8, 2016, adopted the following resolution. The ASA Board of Directors resolves that the ASA will not sign contracts for meetings in any state that pass laws that discriminate against individuals based on gender, sexual orientation, orientation, 
disability, race, ethnicity, religion, age, national origin, gender identity or expression, veteran status, or other protected status. And this resolution reinforces a previous statement on discriminatory laws issued by the ASA in April of 2015. And the ASA's upcoming Women in Statistics and Data Science Conference will remain in Charlotte, North Carolina, as the contracts associated with the event predate the North Carolina law. So my question to you is, how has or has the HB2 law and the subsequent ASA resolution affected the planning for the conference? Um, well, I can I can say that um, obviously the the we were supportive of the of the resolution and. We intend to have a conference that, with the themes that Daylene mentioned of uh, knowledge, influence, and community. So uh, consistent with the meeting policy, we believe will create a, a very warm, welcoming, and nurturing environment. I might add, Richard, that in, in addition to the resolution, the um, ASA president and executive direct, uh, director also sent a letter to the governor, um, to Governor McCrory, highlighting the resolution and, and indicating that future contracts with North Carolina, as long as the law was in place, would not would not be signed. Oh, that's great to hear that. I uh, wasn't aware of that. It is on the website now. Are there any concerns um, uh, with possible meeting attendance? Given given the enormous um, positive response from the last conference, I think the women will know that this conference will no way reflect North Carolina's HB2 law and know that it, it works directly orthogonal to what that law is about. Um, and so I'm hoping that that women continue to to come and do what we can to to work to make it an open community welcome welcoming to everybody. And also we hope with the AFA resolution with its position and what this conference is for. This is a place for this woman to use this thing to report to their manager or director who would require them to go to a place without this law, and this is an exception. This is the conference. It's for everybody. It's not supportive to this discriminative law. So that's what we are hoping for. If you look at the um, the conference topics, the topics of the con uh, concurrent sessions, um, in, in many ways, Though those sessions are helping women develop skills and knowledge to be able to better respond to laws like this. And indeed, we also have one of the speakers, such as Megan Price. She works for a human rights organization. And also, we will have an invited talk. And one of those from Google. And we'll analyze internet data on discrimination and hate and bullying. Well, it sounds like a, a lot of great topics and uh, potential opportunities to learn things that uh, are in contrast to the law that's currently in place. And Daly and I, um, <laughs> that was spoken uh, like a true statistician in <laughs> saying that uh, it's completely orthogonal to it. So <laughs> that, that that was, uh, it couldn't have been said better. <laughs> well, thanks uh, for your comments on that topic. I, um, I wanted to, to briefly mention it, and uh, I'm glad to hear that, that you're not overly concerned about it, and uh, personally glad to hear the, the way that uh, the ASA has been handling things in regards to HB2. 
one topic that I wanted to bring up, and this has been uh, a, f a recent focus of uh, the American Statistical Association, particularly with the term uh, data science. Now, in the first conference, specifically uh, uh, the Women in Statistics Conference, and I guess now with this interest in the term data science, this has been ad added to the conference name, and this is in keeping with the trends of the ASA to be more inclusive to the needs of data science scientists and, and being the big tent for all of statistics. So are there any specific tracks for data scientists or panel discussion on the differences between statisticians and data scientists? As you said, the core of data science is both statistics and computer science, especially for big data. So two sides, statistics and computer science, are actually converging and learning from each other. We will have sessions on interface of statistics and computer science and topics central to big data, such as fusion and integration of the data and analytics from different sources, text mining, image classifications, and cross-sourcing, which really needs the integration of tricks of both computer science and statistics. And we have folks from Google to address the same issues and also the deputy division leader of computer, computational, and statistics science division at Los Alamos National Lab to speak about scaling up to address data science challenges. And her name is Joanne Wendelberg, as well as Wendy Martinez from Bureau of the Label of the Statistics and Bingy from UC Berkeley, representing talents from industry, government, academia, on those interface of statistics and data science. And we need the convergence and integration to overcome the triad of the big data challenges together. Now, mentoring has also played um, a very important, uh, has been a very important topic for the American Statistical Association in recent years. Uh, for example, the biopharmaceutical section has had a, a mentoring program uh, at the last uh, several joint statistical meetings. We've even seen a little bit of it at the uh, Regulatory Industry Statistics Workshop. So will mentoring play uh, a large role at the Women in Statistics and Data Science Conference, or will, will there be a formal uh, mentoring program developed where uh, women who are just starting their careers will be uh, paired with an individuals who, who've been around uh, a bit longer and have some experience that they can pass on? Well, well, mentoring is one of the primary goals of the conference, so absolutely mentoring will play a large role, both directly and indirectly through, we'll have some formal speed mentoring sessions, um, but there will also be a lot of in time for informal discussions of, of what works and what does not in mentoring. And also we have uh, three uh, panels and uh, one from research, focusing on research universities, one from for the regional universities, and one from uh, Google representing industry and to mentor the careers, development, and leadership, and how they can increase their knowledge through the multi-platform inside and outside of the university. And Richard, I would add that we actually hope to um, build a, a sense of ongoing community. So we will have um, a available an online community to, to support the conference. And, and so we hope that 
folks who make connections at the conference would would see this as a, a way to to sustain that connection and so that the mentoring would not only be just in the instance of the conference but hopefully um, ongoing. Speaking of this, and indeed the Caucus for Women in Statistics, we have a special session and which we're going to announce in a week or two, we will have a mentoring program and drawing the extraordinary contributions from women in the organization. This is in support of this conference. Certainly sounds uh, like a wonderful opportunity. How can, how can they get involved in this meeting or, or in future meetings? Well, there, there's several ways. Um, probably most directly, they need to, to watch the American Statistical Association and the Caucus for Women in Statistics websites. Um, on the ASA site, there's a place where you can actually volunteer to be on particular committees like the Committee on Women in Statistics. And then, of course, we really encourage everybody to join the Caucus for Women in Statistics. Yeah, I think I might well, add to that, participate in the online community and be be willing to, to volunteer, I guess not add to, but reinforce what Daylene said. Yeah, I think that's true. Uh, in addition to website, both ASA and the Caucus, we have Facebook, LinkedIn, Twitter, and so find it and join in, you will get information. Thanks very much for taking the time to speak with me today, and uh, I hope you have a successful conference this fall. Well, we thank you very much, too, for inviting us. Yes, thank you very much.